This morning, I would like to share a dream that I had a couple of days before. Normally, I don't, I don't have any dream. I, do, I don't like to have dreams. But this dream that I had a couple of you know, days before, so in that dream, there is another group of people who are, I heard that another group of people who are using this space for something without my knowledge. So they are using the same space and then when that came to my knowledge, you know, I was really upset and I was obviously, I got angry with the landlord and I wanted to immediately call him. But before that, I wanted to really find out who are these people they are planning to or they are using this space. So before I went to the landlord, I just came there and then I opened the door, exactly this space I'm talking about. I just opened the door and I saw a group of people standing there outside because they want to gain access. I have never seen them being here. You know, even though I'm here for the whole week, I have never seen them using this space, but they are ready to come inside. And I cannot really go and confront with them. So I want to just make sure that it is real. Everything is happening for real before I really approach the landlord. So I went out and asked them to show the key for this, this, this to enter into this space. They showed the key, you know, this is a door, we cannot really duplicate the key. Probably then I thought, okay, we have two keys and then maybe the landlord has given the third key too. I checked the number and with my key and their key, it's just all the same. So now I am very sure that the landlord has rendered this space without my knowledge to somebody else. Now it looked like real and it looked like very truthful. Because I had to believe, because I have seen the evidence of having that same key to get access to this space. But suddenly something struck me. If it is sure that they have the key, and if it is sure that they are having, getting access to this space, what about the security alarm? There is a security alarm. You know, only a couple of us know the code for that security alarm. I was just thinking about how come they know the security alarm code for this space. No way they can enter into the building, even if they enter into the building with the right key. And if they don't put the right code, within a few minutes, you know, it's going to call all the emergency services. When we were away in India, you know, somebody, somebody entered into the space. I mean, not, not illegally, but some carpenter was working. He's not supposed to come to the space, but he came. And immediately along when police came in and all those things. Right? So emergency service would be here. Now, what someone told appeared to be truthful. And when I opened the door and I saw it is still, it was true, but still, it is not true. It is a lie. You know, today, many things that we consider as truth are not truth. They are just the lies of the enemy. You know, when an enemy, when we mean, we mean the devil, the adversary, the one who is creating, causing all the troubles on the face of this earth. So this morning, this sermon may help you to identify some of those things that you believe, I believe as truth, but they are not truth. They are the lies of the enemy. So this morning, I would like to title my sermon as Truth Never Lies. Can you say that with me? Truth never lies. Is there any doubt about it? No, right? Truth never lies. Okay, you are all with me, I guess. Now, in order to understand this concept or this subject in a given time, I want to narrow it down drastically to two questions. 
Question number one, if you can get it in the screen, why don't we see, can you read with me, why don't we see God's promises coming true in our lives? Second question, why do we feel that the devil is attacking us? So with, keep that in mind, whatever I said, the dream, and I said in the truth never lies. So with that understanding, we are trying to go and understand and find out why don't we see God's promises coming true in our lives? Why do we feel that the devil is attacking us at times? So let's deal with question number one. Why don't we see God, God's promises coming true in our lives? Number one, God is not a man to lie. Is your God a liar? Amen? Yes, no? No, our God is not a liar. God is not a man to lie. That's what the Bible says. So if you can put the next slide. If God states the truth, and if it is not happening accordingly, as I have given there in a couple of ideas, either probably chances are there that it is not truth. But again, if God is saying it is a truth, God never lies. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he should lie. So if it is a truthful, it is a truth of God, it's the word of God. If it is truth, possible that it is going to be truthful. It is going to be truth. So we can rule out the first possibility. Second possibility is probably we don't believe that it is a truth. It is a stated truth, but we don't believe that it is a truth. That is possible. Or there is something else that is making the truth untrue. Are you with me? What are those three things? Number one, it, maybe it's not true, but then you know we can rule that out because God is not a liar. So that we can rule that out. And second one is what? We don't probably believe. We read the scripture. We know it is a promise of God, but then we don't believe it. And what is the third one? There is something that is making the truth untrue. It's possible. What are those possibilities? There may be more. It's not the, it doesn't contain everything in it. But these are some of the possibilities. Maybe it is a sin that we are involved in our lives. Because of that sin, probably even though it is a promise is the truth, God is not probably listening to us. Or it may be we are believing in lies. We are believing in some other lies. That God is not answering our prayer. Instead of believing the truth, we say that we believe the truth, but then we are believing in some other lies. And I want to just take it a little more further by giving an example to you so that we may understand. If you can put the next slide, please. We read from Numbers 23, 23. Can you just find the scripture somewhere there and read that for me? No curse can touch Jacob and no magic has any power against Israel. This is the word of God. The non-Israelite prophet by name Balaam, he spoke these words uttered by God through Balaam to the children of Israel because king of the Moab, the king, uh, king uh, what's his name? Balaam is the prophet. Balak. Right? So King Balak, so he, he wanted to 
He invited and he called, he paid Balaam so that he can go and curse Israel. That was the whole idea. But then whenever he went and went to curse Israel, then you know what? It had to be a, it happened to be a blessing. And these words are the blessings that God spoke through Balaam over Israel. And I believe, strongly believe, who is that Israel in the New Testament? We are the is, new, what is it? New Israel, you said? Just Israel, okay, yeah. Let's be careful. <laughs> so we are the Israel. Because once Jesus was rejected by the Gentiles, you know, every blessing that the word of God can bring, it has come to us. It has come to us. So we know God doesn't lie. And this is what is God's word. What does it say? Can you read it with me again? No curse can, out loud, out loud, everyone. No curse can touch against Israel. Good, thank you. Now, if, now, if even after all these things are said, even if our family is attacked now, I mean, there is witchcraft, there is magic, there is everything that is there on the face of this earth. And I have seen with my own eyes, families going through it generation after generation because of witchcraft. Now, after all these things, if we see that witchcraft is happening in our lives, probably witchcraft is done by our neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Not the neighbor who is sitting to, next to you. I believe they don't do witchcraft. He or she is a child of God. Even if it is your spouse. So if still our family is under attack, if our neighbor is harming us, neighbor is doing something against us, it should not, according to this word, what? It should not affect us that is the word of god that is the truth but if it is still affecting this is one example there are many more examples in the word of god that's what you need to understand if we if it is still affects first of all it is not truth probably you can put it another way we can say that maybe maybe it is chances are there that we don't know our god who is we do not know that it is the words that god is speaking to us probably we don't know or the second option is probably we don't believe that it is his word we are still Christians, still Christians, still children of God. Or what else it can be? Either it can be a sin in our lives that gives access for the enemy when the witchcraft is done against us, that, that access is gained through the sin, some of the sins that we have in our family, in our lives. Or, in other words, or in other way, our mind is diverted to believe some of the lies. Even though this is the truth, this is the word of God, still we see that this word of God doesn't work in our lives because we still go through that sickness, we still go through that disease, we <coughs> excuse me, still go through the witchcraft, the effect of witchcraft in our lives. That simply means that our mind is diverted to believe some of the lies. I'll help you now. If you can put the next slide, what are those lies? Number one, fear. You have your God. You know that what God has said is true. But still you are afraid of the witchcraft. Are you afraid this morning? Are we afraid this morning? People who have are affected by witchcraft when we talk to them, they have number one fear. What is their fear? Fear of death. Fear of death. 
They're so afraid that it can come and kill me at any moment because they see things happening in their house. They still they see somebody knocking at the door. They see still hear rumbling noise at the door. They still see black stuff rolling and you know moving inside the house. I remember a couple of years before. We used to visit one house, one precious family in the United States. At night at one o'clock, he called me. He appeared to be a very strong, very bold woman, keeping everybody under Hitler, Hitler rule in the house. You know, everything is in order. And when he says, everybody stands and everybody moves and everything happens in there. He's just an amazing man, more than a military man. Night one o'clock he asked, he called me and he said, Pastor, help me, help me. I said, what happened? There is something rolling in my room. Some black object is rolling in my room inside. I said, you just go back and sleep. He, he again called me and he said, Pastor, I cannot sleep. Can you pray for me? That object is rolling everywhere. Fear. So instead of believing, the, God's, believing God's word, we start believing of there is a deviation there is a diversion of we started believing in the fear number two what is that hatred now we start hating our neighbor because we know that he is the one who is causing trouble there is a hatred inside of us we the moment that comes in our lives we are slightly drifting away from the truth just listen to me we are drifting away from the truth more trust in the devil than trusting god more trust in that witchcraft those who are you know are caused that witchcraft we are able to trust them more than trusting our god you know how we are drifting away from the word of god we still believe we still go to church we still fast and we still pray but we are already drifted wrong attitude wrong motivation we started praying how do we pray instead of praying for our protection what do we pray lord we pray not only against the witchcraft, against my neighbor. Show me or show him what? I am a man of God. Show him that I am a woman of God. That's our prayer. We already deviated from the truth. Now we started trusting in men. We somewhere, there is a pastor in another village. And he's supposed to be good at casting demons. He's supposed to be good at what? Taking the witchcraft which is kept already there, right? Let's go to that pastor. See how life, lies creep into our lives. Are you with me this morning? Where we started, we started from saying no curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. That's it, period. That's what we need to claim. That's what we need to pray for. Nothing else. There should not be fear. There should not be hatred. There should not be more trust in the devil than God. There should not be any wrong attitude, wrong motives behind. There should not be, we should not be trusting man than God. After doing all these things, we still complain and say, Pastor, God is not answering my prayer. I say, Sister, God will not answer your prayer. Because you have started listening to the lies. So this morning I want to ask the question to all of us. Where do we stand with respect to our walk with the Lord? We easily get diverted. Our entire focus is turned from God to the devil. To the world. 
We spend most of our time and energy to handle those things than sitting at the feet of God. How can the promise of God become true in our lives? All the blessings that God has written in the word of God, it is for us. And we can inherit all the blessings of God. But the moment we start believing those small, small lies, we drift and we go away from God. A simple medical report will change the truth into lie. Have you come across that? A simple medical report will change the whole scenario into lie. And we started believing that lie and we go behind that lie. And this morning God is telling you, you need to focus on the truth. How can the promise of God become true in our lives? In any area we apply the promise of God, we need to hold on to the promise. We need to hold on to the promise. We shouldn't turn to the left. We shouldn't turn to the right. Only God's promise is the truth. Everything else can be, could be a lie. God is saying, keep the main thing. The main thing. What is the main thing? The truth. The word of God. That is the main thing. Number two. God is also asking us to keep the main thing. The main thing. I mean, these are very, very important nuggets in our Christian life. As we build our Christian walk with the Lord. Keep the main thing, the main thing. I want to take you to Bethany where Mary and Martha were along with Lazarus. In Luke chapter 10, when Jesus went to Mary and Martha's house, this is what is happening. Can you read from Luke chapter 10 verses 39 to 42? Luke chapter 10, can you read with me? And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Verse 40. But Martha was, was, what? Distracted distracted with much serving and she approached him and said Lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone therefore tell her to help me verse 41 and Jesus answered and said to her Martha Martha you are worried about so you are worried and troubled about many things but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her when we get distracted in our lives, listen to me. When we get distracted in our lives, we move away from the truth very easily. A simple distraction is enough to, 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 to turn your eyes to the, from the truth to the lie. We slowly end up and start believing lies. You know, what we consider as necessities of lives, Having a meal when Jesus is visiting a house is a necessity. Listen to me very carefully. What we consider as necessities of life, what we truly justify is saying that, yes, I think I'm okay. I think it's okay to do this. I think I'm doing the right thing after all. What we justify within ourselves can deviate us away from the truth. So God is asking us to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the rest of all things will follow. This morning God is speaking, speaking to us, you know, when we pray for something and when we claim victory over certain things in our lives or blessings in our lives, or for example, you are praying over, to overcome the negative thoughts 
When we are asking for deliverance from that struggle, that inner struggle that we are going through in our lives, or we are praying for healing or trying to achieve something in our lives, don't get distracted. The moment we distra get distracted, we start listening to the lies. The moment we start worrying, we start listening to the lies, then the truth, then the word of God. In a Martha and Mary language, don't even try to serve. Mary was doing the right things. In fact, Martha was doing the right thing too. Martha wanted to serve Jesus. What is wrong in that? There is nothing wrong in that. But we see the distraction. She got distracted with what she can do, what she can prepare. You know, when we visit some houses, you know, some of the houses, they don't even get up from the couch. They just sit at the couch. You, whether if you want, you go and visit and pray and then come back. It's all, it's all up to you. Did they ask you to come? No, right? Or did you come? To pray. Okay, you just pray and go. I mean, you won't say, you won't say that you are all good people, right? But in some other house we go, the moment we enter in, you know, we see people running here and there, you know, from this room to that room and kitchen and you know, we say, what is happening here? Pastor, you know, our house is in a mess. You know, I know that. No, we didn't prepare anything. I know that. So we are sending my son to buy something, you know, for you. I said, no, 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 you don't want to buy anything. You know, God wants us to be careful. We need to keep the main thing, the main thing, because God's promises, what we are holding on to is the main thing. Serving is secondary. Even we can get distracted by things that are considered as good. You know, there are times in our lives when we go through deep, so deep sorrow. When we go through so low in our lives, Probably it is a good thing to isolate ourselves and spend time with God until we overcome those things in our lives. You know, sometimes there may be so many things going on. In our, I mean, it happens to me because, you know, in the, in the situation, in the position it happens, sometimes when things are not going well, you know, we need to put a good picture in front of people as if, you know, everything is okay in our lives. A great distraction. A great distraction. We give rooms for lies when we try to do that. Martha was trying to do that as if everything is okay and then she'll go to the kitchen and prepare some meal and then bring it back to Jesus. But we need to be careful. We need to be careful what we are listening. You know, sometimes we pray for something but then we listen to a wrong song. We listen to a wrong sermon. That's nothing to do with that. You are, you are getting diverted very easily. Our focus is twisted to something else now. We started the fasting and praying with something, but now off, late, off along the line, something we listen, some word is enough to divert you. The moment we are diverted, even though it's a good thing, it is becoming a lie. We see that happening in the life of Martha. Someone's experience is not true. Only God's word is true. Someone's testimony is not true. Only God's word is true. What someone experienced, the revelation they got, it may be true for them, it need not be true for you, but only God's word is true for us. We can easily get distracted. Remember, distraction is leading us to believing lies. Distraction is leading us to believing lies. 
easily our focus is distracted this morning God is telling us in our Christian walk with the Lord we need to be like Mary what Jesus told about Mary Mary has chosen that good part that will never leave from her what was the good part sitting at the feet of Jesus things which are necessary things which need to be done they are all important but your family should know when mommy is at prayer from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock everyone has to wait everyone has to wait including your child has to wait if you keep the main thing the main thing God will listen to you and if we do hundreds of things you know when we do that when we pray and then whatsapp is on here and you know immediately you have to message you know saying that okay it's very important very urgent they can't wait but God can wait let me message diversion any diversion can is capable of leading us to the light number three let's ask this question the second question why do we feel that the devil is attacking us let's talk about the deceptive nature of the lies can you say deceptive nature <laughs> we need to understand the deceptive nature of the lies of the enemy when you say deceptive nature of the lies they are not just lies they are lies appearing appear to be truth that's where the deception comes if they are sure for sure they are lies then you know you know that and you will just reject that and you will walk forward move forward but they appear to be real truth people who came there they had the key that what I have it appeared to be truth but that's how that was a lie that was a lie there was another dream which I can't share it's the same thing it's the same thing that God was telling me this is what is happening in my life this is what is happening in all of our lives deception is not just a lie it is if it is a lie it's easy to find but just deception is a quoted lie it appears to be true I'll help you I'll help you some of us always say that you know <clears throat> devil is attacking me pastor devil is tormenting my life I know God has allowed an affliction in my life life like Job God has given me in the hands of the devil I made four statements is anything true in that I know it's a tough question you say that you know God has given me in the hands of the devil like he handed over Job if God would have done that today to you I'm hundred percent sure you will not serve God anymore if what had happened to Job if it had happened to me I'm not there I'm gone I'm done that's not true that's a lie secondly God is allowing me to torment <clears throat> the devil will torment us when when sorry forget it that's a wrong question we will be tormented in the hell right even along with the devil if we don't believe in Christ if you're ready to go to hell better thank God we will not go to hell amen, amen. we will go to heaven amen. amen first of all then secondly you need to understand the whole scenario that Job was dealing with there is no picture of Jesus there Jesus was not there at all 
When Job was going through all these things, if that happens to me today, you know, I have a savior. I have a place to go. If God had handed me over to the devil, I have a place to go. Who is that? Jesus. I will go and tell him, Jesus, I can't handle it. You take care of it, oh God. You have already taken it over, Lord, at the cross. I am free. I am set free. Amen. You are not Job. You are not going through what Job has gone through in his life. Thirdly, there was no revelation for Job. Like the revelation that you have and I have today about Jesus, about the healing, about the deliverance, about the forgiveness and the redemption that we don't. He never had such a revelation in his life. Devil, devil's lie appeared to be truth. Let's go to the Garden of Eden. Everything started there. Eve knew very well that she's not supposed to eat the forbidden fruit. We all know that story, right? We all learned that in Sunday schools, our schools, our books and movies and wherever we have seen. God told the devil, God told the man and eventually the woman, not supposed to be, not, you shouldn't be eating the tree, the fruit of the tree that, that's known as the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? So you're not supposed to eat that. Now, who came there? Serpent came there. Let, let's go to the scriptures. Genesis 3, 1 to 6. We, let's read together. Now the serpent was more cunning. The devil was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? What is the question? That's how the devil asked. Verse 2. And the woman said... To the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. And verse 3 says, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Whereas God said, You will die. So devil is already twisting the word that God are you with me this morning? Devil is already twisting, saying that you will not die. Nothing will happen. Everything will be okay. Verse 5. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, the devil is saying, for God knows in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Right? So if you listen to this, devil is, devil is saying something that is, that is partially true. That's why God said you do not eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So devil is almost saying the same thing. He already twisted the word. Now he is almost saying the same thing, but he is saying it positively. Did you see that? And he is saying that for God knows that you, you, the day that you eat the fruit, your eyes will be opened. According to the devil, it's a good thing. He's twisting it and he's just sugarcoating it and he's saying it very positively. Making Eve to believe. That's what is the deceptive nature of the lie. That is the deceptive nature of the lie. So when the woman saw the verse 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took off its fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband with her and he ate. What a beautiful woman, right? Taking care of husband always. Giving one bite for me, darling, and another bite for you. Now today, 
I mean, this is what happened. If we listen, what is important? Listening to the word that God spoke was very important. And then what happened? She heard the voice of the devil. Probably what you could have, Eve could have done. This is what I'm thinking. You know, instead of listening to the devil, you could have ignored the voice of the devil. Why did she open conversation with the devil? Did you see that? She started speaking. She would just open the conversation with the devil. You know, I have seen many preachers, you know, as they cast out demons, you know, they start conversation with the devil. And Bible says he is the father of all lies. Do you think that he'll ever say any truth? No. So he opened a conversation with the devil. So he confused her, caused doubt in her, and made her to listen. You know, this morning what God is telling us is it is very important that we need to keep the main thing, the main thing, and also we need to understand the deceptive nature of the lies. They appear to be true. That's what we always say. You need to be careful what you listen. Every sermon that comes, every magic and miracle that you see in the YouTube is not from God. Is not from God. The moment you feel that I am deviating from the word of God, you have all the freedom to leave the church. You can walk away even in the middle of the sermon. The moment you get a little doubt about somebody, why you listen to that over and over again? What are they trying to do? What they try to do? Is it in the word of God? Is it happening according to the word of God? We need to be very clear. We can easily get carried away by the deceptive nature of the enemy. Moment in the Eve came into contact with the devil, she should have ignored the devil. Number four, we are asking the question, why do we feel the devil is attacking us? Number four, don't allow devil to gain access into our lives. You know, devil cannot touch us, but he can divert our mind, our attention, so that he can gain access to touch us. Are you with me? Devil cannot touch us, but he can divert our mind, and then he gets easy access into our lives to touch us, to harm us. Our mind is so powerful. Our mind is so powerful. Everything that we can do can be done in the mind in a fraction of a second. In a fraction of a second. It is much powerful than any other processor that probably we could see ever on the face of this earth. It is so powerful. And we are dealing with that power that God has given inside of us. And devil has no right to touch us. He has no right to touch a child of God. But the moment we give, but the moment we give undue respect to the devil, he claims that right. The moment we give undue respect, the respect that he doesn't deserve, the moment we give that undue respect to the devil, he touches us. I'll just help you this little bit here. Devil cannot touch us, but he can divert our mind. You remember Jesus had how many disciples? 12 or 13. Are you sure? Are you sure? Somebody's thinking now. Think and answer me. 12 or 13 disciples. Give me correct answer. 12? Okay, good. Right. <laughs> Jesus had 12 disciples. And one disciple, instead of paying his full attention to Jesus, his attention got diverted towards the money bag. Towards the money bag. 
Bible says in Jesus says in Luke chapter 22 verse 3 then Satan entered into Judas he was the same guy who said who is anointed who is baptized who speak in tongues who do everything as we do but Satan has already entered into him why why attention got diverted from Jesus to the money bag money is good money is good but not too much money how much money you need too, not too much how much money you need you need money what Bible says to live every day to live every day and don't store money in the bank the bank will be robbed but store money in where heaven, heaven. Amen? amen so devil has no right to touch us you remember but you know what we do even though he doesn't have right we give undue respect to him and he claims right in us you remember Matthew chapter 23 um, uh, Jesus was telling the disciples about the crucifixion the kind of death that he is going to encounter and who jumped in Peter and Peter said God he took him aside come come Jesus come here come this way right like up as cops you know pulling you so Jesus is getting pulled now by Peter and he said come 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 this way and he started rebuking what are you talking about that should never happen to you and listen to this Matthew chapter 16 verse 23 but he turned and said to Peter get get behind me Satan you are an offense to me you are a stumbling block to me you are a rain dangerous trap to me the moment that happened Jesus identified that it is not true it appeared who, from whom it's coming it's it's from a CEO and he is calling the owner and telling that advice and Jesus said get behind me Satan Jesus identified the deception and he did not do undue respect to the devil there are many areas many times in our lives we give undue respect to the devil and we fall into the trap let's really look at some of the truth Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 verse 19 can you read with me read the scriptures together behold I give you the authority over to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you you know that's what the Word of God says now when you say when you read the Word of God this is what you read but then what do you say you say that I'm under the attack of the devil so either this should be right and or what you are saying should be right and what is right which is right the Word of God is right and what we are speaking is a lie can you stop saying that I am under the attack of the devil devil will attack you but you are not under the attack of the devil if you are under the attack of the devil you don't have God Jesus is not in you are you with me truth and lie cannot live together not at all how can we say that this is what we believe but we do something else and who is going to trust us this morning God is telling us that we need to 
keep our focus to the truth. Let's read one more scripture, a couple of more scriptures. God doesn't allow the devil to test you from James. Can you read with me? James chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone by evil. Verse 14 says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. God may test your faith. That's a different story altogether. The way God tested Abraham. Many. But God will not test us with, tempt us with evil. When we are tempted with evil, what Bible says? We are drawn away by our own desire. And we are enticed. Another lie. Let's read one more scripture. God is asking you to resist the devil. James 4, 17, 7 is very clear. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's what God says. And in your life, if you say 10 times the devil, 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 10 times if you say that, you are basically inviting him as your friend. You are not resisting the devil. Let's not talk about him. You don't have time to talk about him at all. Then how come he can access, get access in our lives? Not at all possible. Ignore him. Ignore him. Don't waste your time in the ministry always dealing with the devil. That's not the plan of God. There are some situations you need to cast out the demon. But that cannot become your ministry. Casting out demon. What about the other souls? That soul needs deliverance and the delivered soul needs the word of God, the truth. Otherwise, the soul is not going to stand. That's what we say. Instead of cursing the darkness, instead of cursing that the whole world is full of darkness, can you go and every time curse the darkness, curse the darkness? Instead of cursing the darkness, shine the light. Shine the light. The darkness will go away. The darkness will go away. We cannot fight against the darkness, but instead shine the light. Preach the word of God. Preach the gospel, which is the light. That will do its job. That will take care of its own. Bible also says, don't give a foothold for the devil. Can you read the scripture? Beautiful scripture. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. And verse 27, nor give place to the devil not give place to the devil don't give a foothold do you know the camel story when I don't know it camel story what is that sorry yeah exactly yeah you're right so so first they allow the camel inside right and then slowly camel push inside himself and then it's left there and next day morning wake up the camel and then get out then it won't go it may probably take the whole tent and go right so do not leave give room for everybody when you give room for everybody in your house what will happen then you will be thrown out of the house very soon so don't give a foothold for the devil in our lives are we giving place to the devil Bible says devil has nothing to do with us, nor give place to the devil. Let's not talk about him. Let's not waste our times. 
Let's do the work of God. Let's move forward. There is so much more to be done when we are alive on the face of this earth. Let's get into that. One more scripture. Paul is asking us not to follow, but to protect us from the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 11. He says, Paul says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles and the schemes of the devil. So God, Paul is asking us to guard our lives you know, God has established all that we require to not to allow the devil inside of us, inside our house. Now, when you do all these things, we see God's promises coming true in our lives. When we keep the main thing at the as the main thing, you know, we see God's promises coming true in our lives. And we need to be careful not to give importance to the devil. So never say that I am under the attack of the devil. Never say that the devil is tormenting you. No, no, that's not true. That is a lie. God doesn't do that. In fact, God doesn't give the children of God into the hands of the devil. God will not do it. It was true in the, in the life of Job for a reason and for a season. You know, we also read in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, we'll not go there. Paul was, you know, delivering some of those people, those who are deeply involved in the sinful nature of their lives. Paul was writing that, I'm handing them over to Satan. Paul also says in the end of his life, when, he's right, when he wrote to the first Timothy, Timothy in the first Timothy, he says, Hymenus and Alexander, I have delivered them to Satan. God doesn't do that for everybody. Instead, God is asking us to overcome. Fight against, take victory over the devil and against all the works that he does in our lives. Shall we all arise this morning?